You're listening to the County Life Podcast with him over there, Chris Ridgway, and me, Martin Johnston. Live podcast is sponsored this year by the Spinning Top, the best pub we think in Stockport. It has a fantastic range of regular and guest craft ales, porters, lagers, anything you could want in a craft beer. It's a fantastic place to watch live music and it's on the A6 and often plays out um, the full match commentary of county games from uh, Imagine 104.9 FM. It's definitely the best place for county fans, we think, so get yourself on down there. There's also a reminder of our County Legends Night on Saturday the 8th of December at the Spinning Top in Stockport with Jim Gannon, Peter Ward, Mike Flynn, Alan Lord and more due to join us on stage as we talk everything Stockport County. It is the perfect way to see in the Christmas period. So after the Chester game at home at Edgerley Park on Saturday the 8th of December, get yourself down for an 8 o'clock start. It's free entry to the Spinning Top on the A6 for the Stockport County Legends Night with the County Live podcast. Uh, first up this week, as ever, Chris's full interview, and this is the only place you can hear it, remember, with County Manager Jim Gannon. Jim, Thursday night training's wrapped up. We'll speak about the FA Cup in a moment. We've got two games uh, to look back on now. A point accrued against the Brackley Town side and a blind spot side. Just break down the last two games for us. Um, disappointing for us um, in terms of only being able to pick up one point. Um, two very tough games for different reasons. Um, Brackley have always been a tough opponent, um, well organised, um, and, and a, a very solid outfit. Um, always been difficult to get goals and results against them. Uh, Blythe we knew was going to be extremely difficult. A horrible Tuesday night travelling up um, was always going to be difficult. Credit to them, they played with loads of energy. Um, obviously, came came straight out of the blocks at us and got themselves a two nil lead, and we never really got back the way that. Um, perhaps um, having previous games. But, um, yeah, disappointing. Um, lots of effort put in by the players, but I think there was a definitely an edge gone off them in those two games in terms of just concentration, quality, which I, I can only put down to a bit of physical and mental fatigue. One positive to take from the two games is that both get, both games showed Stockport County's fighting spirit. Obviously, the last, last-minute equaliser, uh, against Brackley and just a determination that didn't seem to fade at all against Blythe Spartans. Does that give you a bit of confidence? Well, I think yeah, certainly. Um, you know, we've we've come back against Jovel. We've, um, I think, we look back over the last ten, twelve games. I think our stats are really good in terms of scoring the last goal in games. Um, so that you know, whether we're losing or winning, um, we seem to be able to stay strong. We you know we don't try and kill the game. We obviously keep the game alive and keep playing right to the end. And whether that be a last-minute equaliser, or a consolidating goal, or just a consolation goal. We, we, it's certainly a, an important stat for us because it knows that the game's never up with us, that we've always got a chance of scoring. So perhaps that's down to the, the fitness of the lads, their intensity and the desire to just keep playing right to the end. We saw Jamie Stock come back on the pitch uh, against Blythe. Just give us an update. Is he now fit and back amongst the, uh, amongst the action? Yeah, it was always difficult with the way the team had been playing in previous games um, because Dan Cowan's come in at number six and slotted in really nicely. Um, a couple of very good performances against uh, Curzon and then against Yeovil. 
Um, and you know he hasn't put a foot wrong at centre half in in the um, the two games. Uh, but we you know we we are conscious of trying to get Jamie Stott and Paul Turnbull back into the side. They're, they're obviously two very skilled players, and I think they can bring something to the team that can add to it. Um, we have a a very strong first team squad at the moment, so um, delighted to be able to ease one or two players back in and make it even stronger. It's Chorley this weekend in the other cup competition, the FA Trophy. Um, probably won't be the same mentality, if you like, the league game brought the other week in regards to atmosphere around the stands, but it should still be an interesting game. I think in some ways there might be an element similar to the league game. And you know, we came away from the Newton game really disappointed with ourselves and um, disappointed that we'd not, it felt like a defeat. And, and, you know, we were looking for a response to come bouncing back and, you know, and the lads certainly did that on that Tuesday night um, and showed the, the other side of their game in terms of their professionalism, training Monday, coming in on Tuesday and um, really going about their business really well and deserving a, a really good victory against a, a good Chorley side. Um, I, I think this game is, you know, we both both clubs have been heavily involved in, in big league games and important FA Cup matches. Um, so the last thing both clubs wanted was such a tough um, FA Trophy draw and, and and especially a team that you played two or three weeks previously. Um, but it is what it is. It's probably one of the ties around us. Um, some really strong ties between national north sides in this competition in this, this such an early round. Um, but it's it's for us to just, um, you know, regardless of the competition, we want to win the next game. And, um, and that was the challenge put to the lads in training tonight was to... You know, we we'd like to be able to give other people an opportunity, but this is no Warrington Cheshire Senior Cup match. This is Chorley in the FA Trophy, and you know, whenever we come out of the FA Cup, um, we certainly want to be having a, a really positive run in the FA Trophy and get back to winning ways in the league. Does it give you a, a little bit of motivation or a little bit of practice, if you like, because it's such a strong tie? Like you say, with all due respect, it's not a Warrington. This is the team right up at the top of our division. Uh, we're playing them just before we go away and play higher level opposition. Is it a good setup if you like to play a team that's so strong? Um, yeah, certainly. Um, I, I think it's um, you know we've had some really tough games in the in the last couple of weeks and um, and we've risen to those challenges. Um, yeah, sometimes if you if you have a a weaker opposition, it doesn't really challenge you and doesn't get the best out of you. Um, Chorley will certainly bring out the best on us. Um, so from from our perspective, it's. Um, it's a game where um, we, we may well be facing a team similar to Barnet because you know Barnet have played quite a lot of the you know, the, the formation that involves five defenders and two central strikers, albeit that their free in midfield might be slightly different. But so we'll have some of the same tactical problems against Barnet that we will have against Chorley, which is an interesting conundrum for us. Um, similar strengths in some of their players. Um, but the difference is it's Chorley and uh, not Barnet at this stage. And, um, you know, our lads have gone about their business really well in previous games and Chorley won't be much removed from that side apart from Chandler, I think, who got sent off in the FA Cup and will be serving a third of his free match ban against us. But they will be very much the side um, that we faced at Edgley Park and um, and hopefully we, 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 we're very much the side that faced them and if we are, then we've got a real chance of winning the game. I have to ask you about Barnet. Did you keep an eye on the game last night? Yeah, no, um, I, I don't have any um, top, um, you know, live feeds or anything like that. But obviously there was an interest in the game. Uh, for once, I had an evening where I could sit down and just watch the uh, 
the old-fashioned ticker tape coming in as the scores popped up. And, um, you know, uh, I, I feared for um, Barnett when they went 1-0 down, obviously away from home. But, you know, great credit to them. They bounced back, not just with one goal, but uh, a brace. But, it, you know, it was. I think there was an reading between the lines of what was going on in both games. There was a real tactical battle between the managers in terms of and Bristol made a couple of substitutions last night and got a goal, and then Barnett made a couple of substitutions and got their goal. So uh, there was real ding-dong on the sidelines and on the pitch between both sides. And and um, if we thought that Bristol Rovers would be the tougher game, I think now that Barnett have gone to Bristol and beaten them, I think we certainly know that we're in for a really tough tie at Barnett. Does that make it an eye-catching tie, the fact that both teams have gone up to teams in levels above them uh, and put them away? Does that make it now a little bit more interesting, the fact that Barnet rose to their occasion, County rose to theirs, and now the two have got to duel it out. Yeah, possibly. Um, as well as that, I mean, if you if you look at Barnet's motivation, uh, Bristol's priorities might be uh, first division survival um, and getting themselves back on track. Um, in that sense, and, and the same with Yeovil. I mean, Yeovil have just given their manager a new contract, and and their ultimate aim will be to stay in that league. Um, you know, although, although they'll be disappointed um, after tasting the kind of Manchester United money of the previous years that they'll not have that this year. Um, but Barnet under John Stills, it's a young side that started, you know, he's brought in some of his, his old players from previous clubs and he's brought in some really dynamic young players from uh, other clubs on loan. And he's starting to build a team that's got, got a little bit about them and uh, they've got a nice taste for the FA Cup now and, uh, you know, we... We're one step away from the third round when the big boys come in, and so they're at home to a team that's in the Conference North. So they'd be dead excited about what's happening. And um, but we've got to be very, very professional. Uh, whether that be Yeovil away or South Shields away, that's really epitomised what we've done in the FA Cup. We've gone about our business really well, being very professional, and on the day delivered and put a performance in. And if we can do that, then um, we'll, we'll come away with a sense of pride from that game. Um, but. You know, I said it's not as big a game, the FA Trophy, but um, I, I really want to get back to winning ways and start another really, really good run going. Well, let's just bring the focus back to that FA Trophy game against Chorley then, speak about the players. How was the mood around the camp tonight following the two games? Uh, I think uh, there's a, they're, they're always, a, like I said, like the staff, we're all very just level-headed. Uh, there's no harsh words after the game. In fact, I said very little after the game at Blythe. Um, just wanted to get the lads fed and on the coach and get them back home before uh, two o'clock. Um, so they've had a tough trip. Um, some of them probably have got a few aches and pains and a few a little bit of tiredness still in the system. So it was very important that we got together and just sort of got the blood flowing and got ourselves um, back enjoying the football and preparing for the next game. So they're all in good shape. Um, so you know we've got a fully fit squad going into the game, which is a real positive. Um, it's difficult to to pick the right 16 from the 17. Um, but like I said, we're in, we're in good shape at the moment. Uh, the danger for me would be, for example, you know, we thought, we've talked as a staff about maybe resting a few players and um, and, and allowing a few others to get a game. Um, but what happens if you get a replay? You, you rest those players again. So, and as well as that, I mean, as I said to the lads face-to-face, if I, if, I, if I text every one of you or, or asked every one of you, do you want to be rested this weekend or do you want to play? They'll all say they want to play. So if you've got your shirt, they want to keep it. And, and I think that's um, a strong sense of determination with those within the team. Um, and there's going to have to be a strong sense of determination from those outside of it to, to break that mould, if you like. And if um, if they don't stay strong, then they find that they'll not break into the team. So at the moment, um, 
you know, there's a, a lot of players performing very well. There was a couple of poorer performances on uh, Saturday and Tuesday, but if we dust those players down and just get ourselves back to our to our A game, then then we can look forward to the next two games with some real excitement and optimism. Again, we'll Saturday, Jim. All the very best. Thanks very much. So, Chris, another fascinating week in the life of a Stockport County fan. Uh, it's all about the bees, the Brackley, the Blythes, and the Barnets. Um, not haircuts, but because uh, you've got a dreadful one, so we won't go into that right now. But um, first up, Brackley, always a tough ask against them. All, they always raise their game against County, and we really do owe them one. Um, but this was a game where County managed to rescue it in the absolute dying second. So much to pick over. There's the uh, the scenes, hashtag scenes in the press box at the end. And Jim Gannon managed to get himself sent to the stands. So tell us all about that. Brackley, Blythe, uh, uh, Barnet, and even a little bit of Bristol Rovers uh, thrown in there as well. Um, it has been a, a hectic, hectic time, like you say, to be a Stockport County fan lately. But when is it not? You know, we, we love this this kind of uh, never a dull moment attitude, if you like. And um, we're experiencing it in, in full stretch at the moment. Um Brackley saw the end of well, sorry, Blythe saw the end of the winning run or the the, the undefeated run, should I say? Um, but it was almost put to the sword against Blythe uh, against Brackley. I get them all mixed up now. Against Brackley, um, just a few days before Frank Mulhern, of course, popping up with that last minute uh, equaliser and the absolute scenes that you say. Um, listen, I, what it was with Jim Gannon being sent to the stands, I think he wouldn't have been happy with his own behaviour. I don't think the Brackley Town bench can say that they were too happy with theirs but ultimately I, th- I think it's water under the bridge now if I'm honest you know done the interview with Jim uh, tonight uh, if that had been the last game uh, if Blythe hadn't happened then it might have come up I, I doubt it, it we-, we didn't need to bring it up tonight um, with him um, it- let's just I-, I would say let's just move on from it it was a little bit of uh, entertainment for the fans I guess um, around it, I don't think Brackley covered themselves in glory. I think that is the main thing to say um, from that whole situation. But let's focus on the pitch. Frank Mulhern doing what he does, rising. He's the, he's the littlest striker you could picture. Uh, it just rose above everybody to meet that Scott Duxbury corner and put that in. Blythe Spartans, I mean, you know, they 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 carried on from where they left off last season really uh, they're just a team that doesn't give up they love playing that attacking football you're a Liverpool fan you know exactly what it's like to see that lovely um, don't don't care about the defence let's just go out and score as many goals as we can uh, and then of course Barnett and Bristol Rovers last night played and it looked uh, at one point like Bristol Rovers were going to do the job that they should be doing uh, and uh, you know you use that term appropriately it was only for a moment um, because as soon as Barnett made their substitutions, they're back in the game, they get two goals, uh, and hey-ho, we're off to London. So fair play to Barnett, well done. I actually think it'll be a tougher test uh, than Yeovil, uh, and I say that before the game. I, you know, Yeovil, you go there with a slice of confidence in that they're struggling in their league, they're not doing too well. Barnett, though, are looking good for money at the moment. So, interesting game uh, ahead. Um it's just, like you say, to, to go back to the question, the life and times this week have seen uh, the highs, lows and everything in between. And then it was up to Blythe for another one of those long, long trips up to the northeast. And again, a, a team that uh, in the last couple of seasons, I think it was the first game of the season, wasn't it? Last season when uh, uh, County had to go up to Blythe and were shocked by how good they were. And they've really been um, really been an important part of this, this uh, division 
over the last couple of seasons. And again, a tough ask. And County just fell short. Great game for the neutral, finishing 3-2. But County just fell short in that one. The game, the first game last season, you could be forgiven for getting them mixed up, was actually Spennymore. Uh, and we were shocked at how good Spennymore were. But... Blind Spartans up in the northeast, uh, and at the same time uh, had just come up to the division as well. They actually beat County in the first of the two battles last season uh, when it was at Edgeley Park, and they were they did surprise me. Then you know people were talking about how good they looked coming up the division, uh, how good Alan Armstrong had taken to being a coach. He had, he very much had that strikers mentality uh, of being a coach, like we spoke of before. You know this gunko attitude. Let's just go for the jugular, uh, and and they they still have that. You know they don't have the uh, the def- defensive capabilities that would win you a division, um, and they won't win the division. He's, that's nothing against Al or his team, but they're not defensively good enough. County weren't able to pick apart that defense, partly because of the weather. Don't want to find excuses. Um, but it was a bit of a leveller. County couldn't play the the football they had been playing, but I also think County was struggling a little bit with fatigue, a bit of exhaustion. They've played a lot, a lot of football. But at the same time, it sounds like I'm making mistake, uh, making excuses for his side that didn't really need any excuses making for them. Blythe played a very good game, got the ball down uh, and just used... They, they played to their own strengths. They didn't have to search too hard for County weaknesses. County presented them with weaknesses, which they... You find frustrating as a fan, you know. You know that the players are better than that. That the players that didn't really show up the way they have done in recent weeks. For me, Sam Minahan, one of our most important players. You know, he was caught caught out of out out of position, certainly for the third goal. Niall Bell came on, didn't really make the same uh, impact that he had done uh, in recent weeks. All over the pitch, really, players were just, but. There were factors in that. It's not making excuses if you're saying honest truths. And the fact that we had travelled all that way on a horrible night after playing, you know, one of the toughest games of the season. Brackley is always going to be one of the toughest games of the season. Uh, after all this football, after the Yeovil the week before, you know, and everything that came with that and the the, the circus, if you like, that we attribute to uh, around that. So the, the lads, listen, you're not going to not ever lose a game ever again. And Blythe Spartans away on a Tuesday night is not an embarrassing game to lose. It's not a shameful defeat to take. So you, you just say to lads, as Jim will have said a hundred times already, dust yourselves down and let's go again. We've got a really big game against Chorley this weekend. Uh, really, really is, um, you know, these are, these are still a high flyer in the division. All right, they got smashed to pieces by Doncaster in the FA Cup, but it's a new day. Um they they will feel like they always won now uh, after we hammered them the other week. So uh, a really interesting game, and for me it's a good one because it you, you can leave the league at the door for a couple of weeks and focus purely on the FA Cup. I know it's the FA Trophy next week uh, it's on Saturday, but it's the FA Cup is the focus for me. This is a dress rehearsal for the FA Cup. You've got to get your mindset right that you have to win this game. Doesn't matter if it's 1-0, doesn't matter if it's 15-0. You've got to win this game. There's no goal difference, whatever. So if you're winning 1-0, don't or, or, or it's drawing one all or whatever, everything's got to keep going forward. You can't play for a point. So it's a good dress rehearsal against a team that plays similar formations. They have similar styles. Um, you, you know, they play the big five strong lads at the back. Um, and hopefully County can do a number on Chorley and Barnet the same way they did against Chorley just the other week. So who was the man across those two games for you, across the Brackley and the Blythe game? Who really stood out for you? The man for me, 
all right, it's not the most glamorous uh, of weeks, really, having given the, the two results the way they've gone. Um, but uh, I'm going to say Frank Mulhern, for the fact that he's kept his composure to to, to get the goal um, against uh, Brackley, he's done it again to get a goal on Tuesday. He's worked himself back into the team, not by kicking up a fuss, not by uh, spitting his dummy out because he's not been getting a run, but he's just done what a striker has to do. People will have criticisms of his game. Um, he's not the perfect player, but ultimately he gets you goals and that's what you need from a striker. So I'm going to say for me, uh, the man this week is Frank Mulhern. And who's your one to watch for County this weekend? The one to watch? <laughs> well, it's going to be an interesting one because there's players playing for the shirt uh, against... Um, uh, against Barnet the, the week after so you can say oh it's only Chorley in the FA Trophy but the players are going to want to put in a performance uh, and so for me I think you're looking well whose position is under threat who who is going to want to come back in Who's who do you think so you know will Sam Minahan have to uh, kind of put in a performance after he got the, his pocket picks and then taken off at Blythe or is it Scott Duxbury who's got to put a performance in because he's going to be suspended for the FA Cup game, so he's going to want to live fresh in the gaffer's memory? Or do you move up the pitch and have a look around? So for me, uh, when you think, well, who's, whose positions are under threat? I'm going to say it's not so much under threat because of how he's been performing, but Jordan Keane is an in- interesting one for me. Sam Walker didn't have his best game on Tuesday night, but he's had an incredible season. Really, really good. Paul Turnbull is coming back to fitness now. So Jordan Keane... He's capable of looking the best player on the park, but a few times this season he's had his pocket picked or he's passed astray. Um, and for me, he's a player that I want to see him do so well. He looks like the real deal when he's on it. Uh, so if he can put that kind of performance in against Chorley this weekend, he's going to be the difference for me. He's the reason Chorley couldn't find the rhythm. Uh, sorry, uh, Yeovil couldn't find the rhythm. And I think... Um, I think if he can put in that kind of performance, he's going to be a real asset for the club. So for me, the one to watch this week uh, is Jordan Key.